One of the problems that shows up for us as owners is we think that people in the organization know what to do, but maybe you feel like you've told your team a hundred freaking times how to do their jobs. Maybe you're giving instructions on particular things, but they just don't seem to be listening to you. And this can be super frustrating as a business owner because it can feel like an absolute bitch as we have enough things to deal with without our team causing conflict or slowing things down. But the fact is, your feelings don't matter. All right, welcome back to episode number six of the Andrew Sparks podcast. And firstly, I just want to say thank you to those sending in messages of support. Um, and we're getting a lot more views and likes and subscribes each and every episode as we do this. So please keep sharing those around. Thank you very much for that. You know, my mission here is to help you scale your business to $5 million in three years without scaling your problems. And this is an important message to get out to business owners who have started to build something. They got up and out of the startup phase, but they're either stuck at a certain level or they just can't, they can't seem to shake the problems that they have as they scale their business, which is very common. And that is what we're here to fix. Okay. So if you do follow us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, click the bell notification. And um, that way you'll get advised when we post new episodes here. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any of the other streaming platforms, I'd love it if you'd follow the show on your favorite platform and give us a five-star review there as well. And I'll say this right now too, it's not just podcasts that we're going to have on YouTube. Um, We have a lot of awesome content coming for you. We're building a lot of stuff in the background at the moment and over the next few weeks we'll be releasing that. Um, Some of that stuff will be going on YouTube so we're very excited that you'll be able to access some more content there as well. So if you do follow us over there, over here, then um, please uh, make sure you look out for that content. Please subscribe and click the bell notification. All right. So as I mentioned last week, we're going to be doing some very tactical podcasts for you guys as business owners to help you solve specific problems that you're facing in your business and how to move ahead. And so today I want to talk to you about team. And one of the problems that shows up for us as owners is we think that people in the organization know what to do, but maybe you feel like you've told your team a hundred freaking times how to do their jobs. Maybe you're giving instructions on particular things, but they just don't seem to be listening to you. And this can be super frustrating as a business owner because it can feel like an absolute bitch as we have enough things to deal with without our team causing conflict or slowing things down. But the fact is, your feelings don't matter. And they're actually not important in this equation. What is important is that you just need to get these problems fixed because without getting this stuff right, you'll never grow your business to its greatest potential. And ultimately, that is why we are here. You know, I'll reiterate that point. Like, I understand the frustration as a business owner, but what I'm going to go through today is some ways to be able to break down and establish what the challenges are. The feelings become irrelevant when there's a problem that needs to be solved 
that is keeping you stuck, that is stopping the growth of your business. Or you may be growing, but you're also growing the problems and these frustrations just don't seem to go away. And they can go away and they will go away. Today, we're going to go through a great framework to be able to help you establish that. So I remember going through a situation with a team member, their performance had been subpar and they made all the promises in the world, but I kept having to ride their ass to get their everyday job done. And they hated it. I freaking hated it. Everyone hated it. But no matter how hard I tried, they just seemed to be more resentful and more resistant to doing what was required of them. It wasn't like I was asking for these totally out there things that I wanted them to do. It was just their regular everyday job to be able to show up and take action. So of course, when you encounter problems like this, you always have to go back to the foundations, right? Have you hired properly? And do they know and normally operate by the company values? Are they well-trained? Are they clear on the vision of the company? Have you invested into your team? All of that stuff. But even when you get all of this stuff right, you can still have these problems come up, okay? And they can negatively affect your team's attitude and the culture of your business. And so it's critical that you nip it in the bud, okay? Whenever you have a problem, I was talking with um, actually a friend of mine's dad who uh, ran one of the largest companies in Australia for a long time and was the right-hand person of the, the person that, you know, started this company and everyone in Australia would know the company. Um, a lot of people across the world would know the company too. But when I had this conversation, you know, I was talk- we were at a wedding in France and I talked to him and I said, you know, how do you manage problems? And he said, you just got to deal with it straight away. Whenever there's a problem, deal with it straight away. And when I look back over, shit, 11 years of doing this work now and um, trying to build teams and all that sort of stuff, whenever a problem comes up, you address it right away because you want to make sure that you give yourself the best opportunity to succeed and your best opportunity to succeed is before a small problem festers into something great, okay? And that's very important. So... On the podcast, I've talked a bit about when people don't get on board with your vision or they or they don't hold the standard required by your business, then at some point you need to replace them. As the quote goes, you either change your people or you change your people. Now, people think when I talk about this, some people think that that means just cut anyone at any time, which simply isn't the case. As owners, We put a ton of time and money and energy into building teams and dragging them. And if your team is dragging you down from simple communication blocks that can be flushed out pretty quickly, that is the most important thing, okay? It's not just about going and firing people straight away and getting them out of your business. You could never explain to an employee how much time and energy and effort that you put into them. If you're a good leader and you have a good training system, you could never explain how much effort that you put into them for them to be able to come great, right? But once again, they don't care. They care about what they care about. And it's, we're all selfish. We care about our shit. They care about their shit. So you can't get frustrated at that. But the reason that... um, the reason that it's important to have a look at the challenges that come up as soon as they come up is because 
when you can nip the, the problems in the bud, when you can deal things straight away, instead of just firing people you might have put years of work into, then you can probably salvage a very good relationship. Now, there are, of course, times where you just need to get people out of your company. They're toxic and it's time for them to go. Um, but these things are situational, okay? And so what I want to go through here today are seven steps that are going to help you as the business owner. These seven steps will help you lead your team even when they're not listening or even when you feel that they are not listening to you, okay? So these are the seven steps that I took to disarm the conversation with a team member of mine that I mentioned just before, which allowed the conversation to be productive and things to move forward instead of just being a blow up that didn't serve anyone involved. So let's dive in. So step number one. Step number one is check your ego, okay? First, you've got to look within. Whenever there's a problem, look within. How are you showing up, okay? How are you showing up with your ego checked? Would you listen to you the way that you're communicating, the way that you're behaving, the way that you're trying to get the information across, okay? This is a lesson that I would have loved to have learned very early on, which I didn't, and subsequently I made things very hard on myself for a long time. I used to think that I knew it all. I used to think that I had all the answers, and I think this is very common in a lot of business owners who haven't come from any formal training or a corporate background or team sports or any other background that shows us how to be leaders, right? It's part of the reason that we start our own business because we believe, of course, we can do it better than everyone else. You know, of course, we can do it better than our boss that we work for. Of course, we can do it better than the competitor down the road. Of course, of course, of course. And this um, self-belief, call it ego, whatever you want, but this level of self-belief within ourselves to think that we can do it better is the thing that drives us forward. But if we're not careful, and this is massive in small business owners, which is why it has to be the first point, and it's what, you know, it's where I look and had to look as well. But you've got to start by looking within yourself. You've got to start by checking your ego and making sure that your ego is checked. Because if you are not in a position where you are being productive and showing up in a way that's going to allow the other person to um, have a productive conversation with you about what challenges are, are faced, then it's going to be a difficult conversation that isn't going to get too far. Okay, so the first step is make sure that you check your ego. The second step is to take ownership. And uh, Jocko Willink uh, talks about this in his book, Extreme Ownership. It, this was a massive principle for me in terms of leadership um, probably three or four years ago. And what, what this tangibly looks like when you have a conversation with a team member who, you know, a team member or your entire team, if they're not listening to you, to you is basically saying this, look, I've been getting frustrated because I haven't felt heard, you know, um, but now I realize that maybe I could have done things a little bit better. So what I want to do first up is just apologize. You know, I'm the leader of the company. I know that it's my responsibility. And um, what you do by taking full ownership is you disarm the situation and allow a lot of the pent up anger and frustration felt by the other party to dissipate so you can actually have a productive conversation. You know, I've been in a lot of physical fights in my life and whenever you have a situation like that, you basically have two people that decide that they won't back down, 
right? And one person, of course, is going to be uh, the person that has to punch first. But when you recognize that, right, when you understand when two people come together or you and then your entire team come together and there's conflict, unless you disarm that conflict, then it's only going to blow up into a bigger situation. In the example that I just gave there is like a physical fight. Someone's going to throw the first punch. Once the first punch is thrown, it's game on, right? So whenever you are trying to deal with this with your team and get them to freaking listen to you, you have to make sure that you take ownership and try and disarm the situation because at the end of the day, it is your fault, right? Whatever's going on in your company is your fault. It's either your fault that um, you didn't address the situation sooner. It's your fault that you haven't, um, you know, taken action steps prior to this. Maybe it's your fault that you didn't remove them from the company already. Whatever external factors might be getting in the way, maybe it's your fault that they didn't feel like they had a platform to be able to be heard in these situations. Okay, so it is very important. Remember, number one, check your ego. Number two, take ownership. Okay, and the third step is to listen to them. Okay, what does this look like? I'd love to hear from your side what's been your experience. Why is this pushback? Why do we have this struggle right now? And what we're looking for here is the ability for them to get everything off their chest. And remember, you've just disarmed the situation previously, which should allow for better communication and honesty from your team. If you don't take ownership, you'll likely not get the honest core matter, the truth of the matter of the problem. And that is what you're looking for. Okay, you'll get a bunch of shit that they hate or they won't be dealing with the core issue. So it's very important, right? Check your ego, take ownership, and then you want to give them the room to be able to listen to them. If you just go straight in and say, tell me what's going on, often what happens is they don't feel like it's a safe space. So they'll just give you the shit that they're angry at. They'll talk about this thing that happened three months ago that isn't the real core root of the issue. And if your team's not listening, you're trying to get them engaged to do their jobs. They're not paying attention. They're not doing things the way that they need to be done. And obviously by this stage, you've given adequate training for them. Then you need to create a safe space for them. And this is the third step in how you do it. Now, the fourth step is to apologize, okay? And after you've listened to them, you've let them sort of vent everything out, and then you say, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm going to do better. I'm sorry you went through that situation. Um, you want to apologize for something. You want them to feel heard, okay? And what this will do is further disarm the situation after you've listened to them. Um, and like I said, allowing them to be heard and acknowledge that you have heard their side of the situation. Now, what I will say at this point as well is you may not need to apologize. Like they might raise something that is um, that sits with them, right? So you may not need to apologize specifically for the thing. What you might need to apologize for, let's say uh, someone's got something personal. You know, this is act actually the situation that happened um, for, you know, with a staff member that I was talking about. There's a bunch of personal stuff going on in their life. Um, and what I did is I just said, look, I'm really sorry you're going through that, right? And so what that does is I'm not apologizing for the fact that they're not doing their job because that sits with them, okay? So you don't, you know, I think a big thing in leadership is often 
you know, uh, the example that's coming to mind is like where people say the customer's always right. I tell you, the customer's not always right, you know? And if you have this belief, you'll just get walked over and you won't set your boundaries properly. But it's so important for you to set boundaries with your team, with your clients, to make sure that they know what is right and what is not right, okay? And so when you're apologizing, it doesn't mean that you're apologizing for something that they think that you should have done uh, for whatever reason and for them to just take power in the situation. If you've disarmed the, the conversation correctly and adequately, then you should be at a point of having a productive conversation and therefore apologizing. Look, I'm really sorry you're going through that situation. If you screwed up, own it, right? This is where taking complete, look, I'm totally sorry. I fucked that up. That's my fault. And I take responsibility for that. You shouldn't have to go through that here as an employee. We want to be able to give you the resources and tools that you can go and succeed. That's our main objective here. Okay? So that's number four. Number five is establish a new plan. So based on the conversation, here's what I'm going to take responsibility for. Okay? Let's say there's a problem and you did something, but they're responsible for their side of the communication as well. Communication's not like 50-50. It's got to be like 100-100 in a perfect world, right? Everyone needs to take full responsibility for communication both ways. So when you establish a new plan, it's like, right, here's the situation. I understand your, your, you know, your, your frustration and the way that things have been going. I'm really sorry about that. You shouldn't have to go through that. Here's what I'm going to do to resolve and improve, Right. Here's what I need you to do to resolve and improve. Look, if there's a problem like this again, just make sure you come back and let's make sure that uh, let's talk about this before it gets to this level, whatever the situation is. That's number five, okay, which is establishing a new plan. Now, the sixth step is the final airing of grievances. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you know what I'm talking about. But basically, it's like, hey, while we're at it, is there anything else we need to talk about here? What you should have done here is created a safe space, especially if you've created a safe space in terms of, um, you know, the situation. They could talk honestly about the challenges. You were able to respond and say, you know what, like ego down. You are able to respond and go, you know what, I screwed up. Okay, we screwed up. You shouldn't have to deal with that. It's not the way that it's meant to be. Okay, then what you can do is use this as an opportunity to improve overall. Because then you get to the point where you're able to say, you know what, is there anything else, like anything at all? And often what can happen is people can go, you know what, I really hate this system or this thing has been a pain in the ass and I've never talked to you about it or whatever. You know, this staff member, I'm trying to do my job properly. This, you know, everyone in our division over here is working really well. But what's actually happening is this over here and like we need this problem fixed as well. So now that you have a safe space, you're able to talk about more things that maybe are causing more friction for them to be able to do their job properly. So you want to take that opportunity. And then the seventh step after you've done all those things. So remember, number one was to check the ego. Number two was taking ownership. Number three was listen. Number four was to apologize. Number five, establish a new plan. Number six, get it all out, right? What else do we need to talk about here? And then number seven, just follow through. Whatever commitment that you made, just follow through. You know what? We're going to get this thing fixed. Fix it. I'm, not, I'm going to behave differently. Fix it. Behave differently. These are the things that are going to build trust within your team. And these situations often 
they can seem massive, right? Like big major problems. And ultimately, you're able to disarm them, reduce them down and have a much more productive relationship. You know, whenever you, you know, people see conflict as a challenge, but often conflict is two people coming together, right? As long as it's like productive, but two people coming together with different viewpoints on the way that things should be done, it's going to allow you to realign expectations. And when you're able to realign expectations and get to that point where it's like, you know what? Yep. I get where you're coming from. This is where I'm coming from. Sometimes for employees and your team, it's just letting them know this is why we have to do it this way. Okay, I get it. Maybe you've done a a bad job of communicating that. We'll talk more about that in other podcasts, but it's your job to follow through. It's also their job to follow through. If you can get to the end of this and have that conversation, go through those seven steps and be in a more productive place, people doing their jobs properly, you've won. If you can't, then you need to look at things a bit differently and, and potentially look at doing things another way. Or that's where you go through the process of uh, taking a team member, you know, having a couple of conversations like that, trying to be productive, put them through performance management, and then potentially on the way out, depending on the situation, right? But I think you'll find when you communicate with people properly, then they'll start to listen to you again, which is obviously the objective of this podcast, okay? Seven ways to be able to lead, even when your team is not listening to you. By getting clarity, by getting back on the same page, by realigning, you should find yourself in a much better situation. So by going through those seven steps, you should be able to get to the core root issue faster, with less stress, and with more poise as a company. And I trust you found those valuable, and make sure you use them when you run into this issue for yourself. So that is it for today. Um, But I do have a bonus before you head out of here. As a bonus for listening to the podcast, I wanted to give you the chance to get four full hours of high-value content on how to scale your business to $5 in three years without scaling your problems. The content that I'm talking about is the stuff that I have all of our high-end members go through when they start with me or if they need to reset in business. I go through the enemy audit process. That ultimately allows you to like rip the crap out of your business that is causing you problems. To put down on paper, it's a very specific process to be able to get the things out of your head, put them down on paper, the, the things that are causing you the major issues. If you're trying to scale, you don't want to scale your problems, right? You want to be able to move through. You don't want to scale your your current level of problems. By scaling, you're going to create more problems, but you want better quality problems. You don't want to bring the problems that you had at half a million or two million when you're at five million bucks, okay? So that's the start of that. The second training is on the four golden levers of of a high-performance business. What are the four levers that you can pull in your business that's going to allow you to accelerate growth and how to use them for your business. The next one is a high-performance handicap. And the high-performance handicap really is looking at the traits of you as a business owner, right? You'll notice some of these podcasts, I come in and I talk specifically about traits and you and your performance. Then in other podcasts, I give you, you know, tactics and tips on what to do in certain situations for your business, Right? The final one is acceleration mastery. That's how you bring all of the three together to make sure that you can go faster, scale your business, and scale it with less problems. So the best way for you to be able to access that is to head over to my Instagram profile here. 
um, which is the Andrew Sparks, if you're listening on audio. Um, and you can click the link in the bio, which has a direct link uh, to the AS online community I've just launched, uh, which is a group, a Facebook group called Rapid Business Growth. And in that group, I talk about team, leadership, systems, and mindset. All you got to do is join the group and write in there. That's where you can find those four hours of content to go through, which gives you those four critical things to scale your business to five million in three years without scaling your problems. So if you fit into that basket, you want to be able to scale to that level, head over there and you can learn it for free. All right. I hope and trust you got a ton of value from this. Um, you can grab the links to my social media. If you're on YouTube, you can grab them down below. If not, um, head across to Instagram. You'll be able to access everything else from there. There's a link in the bio that, that will get you to all the free trainings. Uh, that'll get you to the Facebook group and community that we've just started to build. And that will get you to anything else that we're doing moving forward. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Can't wait to catch you again next week. 